This is The Rich Eisen Show. Aaron Rodgers on November 11th, 2020. Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Hack has been uh, a really important part of our culture. Hope he doesn't go anywhere. Unless I do. Unless I do. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Terry Bradshaw. Coming up. ESPN NFL analyst, Louis Riddick. Oscar-nominated actor, Stanley Tucci. Plus, championship Sunday preview and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Terry Bradshaw on hour number one. That was a great chat with Terry. Uh, The great actor, four-time Emmy Award winner, Oscar nominee, uh, Stanley Tucci in hour number three. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, What's more likely this hour? Uh, Chris Brockman with the championship weekend version of What's More Likely. Yeah, buddy. Um, Our poll question is, which Super Bowl matchup are you looking uh, most forward to see? Uh, happen based on the championship Sunday activity at Rich Eisen Show to vote on all of that. Your phone calls at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. But I couldn't be, I, you know, I love talking to this guy when he comes on the show. I love listening to him. He is just a terrific football mind and uh, a terrific broadcaster, part of the Monday Night Football crew on ESPN. He will be calling the Pro Bowl, and he's part of ESPN Super Bowl coverage from, wait for it, Disneyland. So I guess they're going to rename uh, Mr. Riddick's Wild Ride. Can't <laughs> wait for that. Louis Riddick back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Louis? I'm doing good, my man. How are you? I'm doing great. So you're going to ride that monorail with uh, with who? Who's on the monorail? Who's getting that uh, passport to fun with you for the Super Bowl? Yeah, I'll tell you Do what. Know yet? Um, when it comes to rides, when it comes to Disneyland, I don't know who's going to be on them, but yep. I'm not going to be on anything that goes any faster than a monorail. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, Lewis, I have, my speed I have is... I my days of that. My speed is, it's a small world after all. That is my speed. <laughs> Fact. You and me both, man. You and me both. Fact. And I am not even driven crazy by the fifth different version of the song by room number five as you travel throughout the world. I love it. I love yeah, it. I hear you. So it's that'll... my wife's favorite ride, too. <laughs> it's her favorite one. That'll be great. Uh, let's talk about the well, – here's the here's the transition. Wait for it. Here, let's talk about the wild ride that is going to be Super uh, Bowl uh, matchups being made from Championship Sunday. Here we go. Um, uh, what do you make of the AFC Championship game and how that's going to play out, best you can tell, Lewis? Yeah, look, um, I think for everyone, and it just is – and it's just about everyone who loves – offensive fireworks and star power i mean this is the game for you clearly because it seems like people are more inclined to to lean towards defense being optional and i'm not saying that these teams won't try won't play good defense because they will and they have some good defensive coaches on both of these teams but i think points will be plentiful i think obviously kansas city will move the football they move the football against everyone they have multiple different ways of moving the football and i think they will be successful in doing that in this in this game, same goes for Cincinnati, especially considering how I think Kansas City's back end, you know, the, the third level of their defense, the secondary, has really been inconsistent and has struggled some. And we just, if Tyron Matthew at any point in time is not able to, you know, finish this football game for whatever reason, it really seems as though they melt down in the back end. So I think points are going to be at a premium. I think the team that tackles the best in this game is really going to be the one that winds up getting out of this football game. Because in that first game, 
Well, Jamar Chase has 266 yards receiving the first time these teams played. 155 plus or 153 yards of it came after the catch. Yeah. I mean, that's just ridiculous. And you know Tyreek can do the same thing on the flip side. You know Travis Kelsey can do the same thing. McCall Hardman is just a step slower than Tyreek than Tyreek Hill. So whoever can tackle and get these guys on the ground will have the best chance to win. But this may come down to a last last possession ball game too, which brings into a brings into it a whole another discussion about overtime. And I saw your thoughts about it, and I think mine have have gained a lot of traction this week too okay. about how we think overtime should be handled. But I think this game could come down to the same type of situation that came down in the divisional round between KC and Buffalo. Well, I'd like to put a pin in that overtime talk for just a moment. I will remove it later on after we get through these games. Uh, I was just looking here while you were talking at the Monday night football schedule. You did not have the Bengals. That will obviously change for future years. Uh, Mm -hmm. What makes Joe Burrow so good? What makes him so damn good? It's it's poise, confidence not being someone who gets rattled despite being so young simply because he just he's just wired that way that's in his dna he's always been a guy who has looked at challenges as just being temporary roadblocks and not something that can slow him down whether it be you know how he handled his college career you know being a transfer from from ohio state and going down to going down to lsu and then winning the national championship to his rookie year having his knee blown up and then coming back faster than anybody thought he would never blinking behind an offensive line that can be like Swiss cheese in front of him. He never throws anybody under the bus. He never seems to complain. His, his uh, facial expression never changes. His body language never changes. And everybody else sees that, Rich, and mm. they go, well, damn, if he's not complaining, mm. and he's getting the tar beat out of him back here, and he's still throwing darts and throwing lasers out here, well, then we need to step it up and find a way to come through. And that's not just on offense, but that's on defense and special teams, too. And that's what makes Look, you know, you talk to enough enough great athletes, high-performance players. That's what makes those guys great, is that other people feel like they need to raise their level to match theirs and not let them down. And at a young age, that's what he's become for that football team. And, look, his his play on the field, as far as his movement in the pocket, decision-making, fluidity with which he delivers the football, accuracy, you know, great situational awareness. He has all that stuff, but it's the intangible stuff, man, that is just transferring and, and coming along with him at every single step that makes you go, that's what a number one overall pick at quarterback is supposed to look like. Well, he wasn't, and yeah. He's killing it. And he wasn't on his butt, though, as much in, you know, week 17 as he was last week. And I'm wondering right. if you think that that, adjustment that the the Bengals might attempt to make having seen what the Titans did with the with their line uh and what the Chiefs think they might be able to make some hay with with Jones and and Clark etc and and how you think is is that that the the key to this game as well or or it's just going to be a different set of circumstances different teams rematch just a few weeks later so on and so forth what do you think well I think it's part of it. Um, I think if you just looked at the number of times he was hit and sacked in the Tennessee game, you would assume if you hadn't watched the game, well, there's no way. They know there's no way Cincinnati wins that game then. So even if Kansas City's able to get the same kind of pressure, look, they had four sacks in their first game against against Cincinnati. What the Titans had nine. Yes. So even even if even if you put him down that number of times, it still doesn't guarantee that you're going to win the game. But I will say that I think look, they'll try to protect him better. I think that Kansas City will 
exert maximum, you know, commit as many guys as they possibly can without exposing their secondary to that wide receiver core as they can to try and rattle Joe. And I think they'll be, I think they have a good chance of being even more successful at it because you're playing at home. The crowd noise is going to help you, just like the crowd noise helped Tennessee in Tennessee. And you know Arrowhead's the loudest place in the NFL. And these guys will be juiced up even more. And they also know that, look, they got to make up for some deficiencies on the back end that are just, they're just glaring. They just are what they are. So, look, Frank Clark, Chris Jones, Melvin Ingram, those guys, they have to be on it, man. And, and I think there's just really not a whole lot Cincinnati can do about it right now. There's no scheme that you can really draw up now that's just going right. to magically cure their issues. That's a personnel issue. It's not a scheme issue. Lewis Riddick here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show, Monday Night Football, ESPN's family of football programs, and it would be – uh, calling the Pro Bowl coming up in Las Vegas, Nevada, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What about the NFC Championship game? You know, six straight in a row. Shanahan mm-hmm. has beaten Ram- the uh, McVay Rams. Now here comes the one with the most stakes on it. Um, what What do you think will be the best chance to make sure the Rams break this losing streak, Lewis? Let's... Wow, man. You know, this one really just comes down to a to a mentality. Really, I mean, look. There's there's a lot of things that are always going to that are always going to play a factor, as you know. Turnover differential, situational football, blah blah blah. Get off the field on third down, run the football, blah blah blah. Right. We, we we know all those things that lead to winning in the NFL. But this is really about a mentality. And mm-hmm. I remember when we did the first game of theirs this year, the first matchup that they had in Santa Clara and sitting in the production meetings and talking to Kyle Shanahan. And the first question I asked him was, I said, look, last year, meaning in 2020, when you guys played them in Santa Clara, I said the first thing that, that jumped off the screen to me from this, and I always start with the TV copy and then move to the all-22 tape copy <laughs> when I'm watching these games. Yeah. I said, was the sound of the hitting in that game? Because there's no fans in the stands, and the mics are picking up everything. And I said, it physically sound like you guys were delivering them a rear end kicking that was epic. And he goes, that's how we want to play them. That's how we feel like we can beat them. Because we feel as though, he said, quote, this, I told Debo Samuel this needs to be a Debo type of game. You need to be snatching chains, stealing bicycles, just like the character <laughs> in the movie, and that's how we're going to play them. Because they don't want to play that way. And you know what? They play them that way every time, man. It goes up another level. Look, they play everybody that way, but it goes up another level when they play the Rams. And that's going to be the deciding factor in this game. How is Aaron Donald, how is uh, Jalen Ramsey, how is Von Miller, how are the, you know, Cooper Cub, Odell Beckham, how are they going to respond? Are they going to match them blow for blow? Or at some point in time in three, three and a half hours, are they going to make a mistake or or not be able to withstand that kind of intensity? Because that's what San Francisco counts on. They count on being tougher than you and being you know, good at what they do, but they count on being tougher than you, and I love that about them. I, I'm, I'm not the get-off-the-lawn old crotchety guy, but I am a guy who likes that kind of football because that's the era that I played in and the era that I love. And that's how those dudes play, man, and that's why I love that matchup. And I'm just wondering, like, they say, you know, pe- people always say, no, they're not in my head. They're not in my head. I, I, you know what? Hey, man, we just we had our chances. I'm not in my head. I don't have any lack of confidence. BS. 
When a team beats you that many times and they beat you a certain way and you know what the reason is, that starts to play on your psyche and you start questioning yourself, especially at those crunch times in the game where it comes down to, I know what they're going to run. I know they're going to put 19 in the backfield and they're just going to let him run. Can I get him down, though? When he sits and he dips his shoulder on me, is he going to run my rear end over? Am I going to miss this tackle? You know, is George Kittle going to put me on my back? That's what, those are the questions they have to answer. And that's why that game gives me goosebumps because that's, that's, that's really what this game is all about, man. Yeah, that, that's what it's all about. That, you, you got my juices flowing just hearing every last word you just said. I mean, that Monday night game you're referring to, uh, it was really the first time all year the Niners looked like the Niners of 2019. And that was the yeah. night where Odell made his debut. Robert Woods had just mm-hmm. blown his knee out. Stafford forced that ball to start the game down the field. They were not on the same page, clearly Odell and him. Yeah. Uh, but now they do appear to be that way. And Stafford made the plays. I mean, the, if I had told you that the uh, Rams would make four huge mistakes, turnovers, and mm-hmm. blowing a huge lead against the Rams, you know, your thought would be Stafford would have to make one of them. He made none of them. And as a matter of fact, yeah. he made the throws to Cup to kind of save the day. So what mm-hmm. about this team now, even though they, they, they did not respond to that sort of Niners mentality in the third quarter um, mm-hmm. of that Week 18 game where they may have had the best chance to eliminate the Niners of anybody else in this postseason? Yeah, you know, I, I do think they are different. I do think that this football team has found its groove, its mm-hmm. rhythm, its formula for winning. I think they know, starting with that game, that Monday night game that we did, that they can't just be a getting the get shotgun and throw it 45, 50 times and let Matthew Stafford just dazzle us with his arm. They know that this has to be more like 2017, 2018 Rams, where it's Sony Michelle, Cam Akers, lots of inside-outside zone, running the football, and then play-action pass, getting the gun sporadically, let Matthew dazzle you a little bit. But they know that they have to play the tough guy game, too, because it helps their offensive line. It helps the whole mentality of their football team. And I do think they know that that's what it's going to take against this team. I think they – and I think defensively, look, Aaron Donald knows that he has to be three-time MVP, defensive MVP Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. Vaughn knows that this is why, we were, why I was brought here. Jalen Ramsey knows I need to play in the slot against Debo – I need to be as close to the action as possible. Don't park me out here on the corner covering someone, you know, cover it. Look, as good as Brandon Ayuk is, don't park me out here where they can just formation me out of the game. Leave me in the mix. Leave me in the action here. I think these guys know that that's what it's going to take, and they have some damn good players in order to get the job done. So I, I, don't, I, don't, think, I don't think they lack confidence. I'm just saying, Rich, that <laughs> what, whereas they know what the formula is and what it's going to take, the question is, when it comes down to it, when it's fourth quarter and you're tired and all of a sudden 19 starts lining up in the backfield even more <laughs> and it's third and six and you're going, you know what, most teams throw it here. But Kyle's going, uh-uh, it's third and seven. I'm going to run it. And I'm going to dare you to stop it. And I'm going to put big Trent Williams in motion and I'm going to have him just blow up your defensive yes. end like he did to Rashawn Gary. I saw what that. are you going to do about it? <laughs> That's what. That's what I'm waiting to see how the Rams respond to that. Lewis. Oh, Lewis is picking. The I don't know. 49ers. So I guess no, no, no. Well, I mean, so based on your 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 analysis, would it be safe to say Chiefs and Niners Super Bowl Fifty Six, <laughs> or what? What do you think from uh, you? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm picking. Even though, like, 
like, I, I'm never going to bet against Patrick and the DNA of that team in Kansas City, although you just love everything since he's doing, and Joe Burrow's a stud, and Jamar Chase is ridiculous. And when it comes to the NFC, though, look, I, I, I can't say this enough. I love everything that is Aaron Donald. Everything. Where he grew up, school he went to naturally, yes. what he has made himself into, three-time defensive. I mean, it's sickening how much respect I have for that young man. Jalen Ramsey is an absolute warrior. Got to talk to him just a couple weeks. I mean, these guys, and Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford, I mean, I love these dudes. It's hard for me to pick this game. It really is. But I just believe when I sat and talked to Kyle, and we were in there in those meetings, and he looked and he said, I'm glad you brought that game up from 2020. He goes, and I'm going to tell you what I told our team this week. I told Debo, this needs to be a Debo type of game. That stuck with me all year long. And they came out and they play that way, man. And I just, I'm drawn to that. Not to say that the Rams can't play that way. Right. I'm drawn to that, that physicality aspect of the game that has been legislated largely out of the game. They find a way to do it within the rules, and it's beautiful. And so I'm always going to bet on that. Uh, before I let you go, I know we've talked for a while here, but I, I, I told you, uh, Lewis Riddick, I love talking to you. So uh, I'll unpin it now. Your overtime thoughts. You said uh, you, you think there needs to be a change to the overtime rules? No, you, you know do? what? No, I, I don't. But the only thing I think, okay, when I've heard this whole discussion, I, I, I was one of those people who believed this. Look, we have become conditioned to believe that the only good football there is left in the world is football that is 55-54, 38-35, 45-41, defense, I mean, offense up and down the field, bombs away, blah, blah. I, I don't believe that. See, we, we, we make football. We say football is the, most, is the greatest team sport in the world until all of a sudden it, it actually looks like that and we aren't getting the scoring. Then we go, this stinks. We need more scoring. We need more scoring. I, I, I don't like the argument of, well, it's not fair that Josh Allen didn't get a chance. Well, yeah, actually it is fair because those are the rules. They had 13 seconds to stop this offense with one of the best defenses in the NFL. And quite honestly, strategically, they blew it. They blew it. It's a three-phase game, man. Just like in Green Bay, Green Bay special teams against San Francisco in the divisional round blew it. They, they just flat out blew it. And you know what? That's what makes the game so beautiful. The only thing I would change as far as the sudden death nature of overtime mm-hmm. is this. If you want to predetermine who's going to get the ball first so teams know what they're yeah. dealing with as it comes down the current time, fine. Right. But I like the sudden death nature of it because it puts all three phases on notice. If you're going to kick off, you better pin them deep. Defense, you better be ready to go and get off the field on third down because if they drive the ball down the field and score, it's over. It's over. So – Man up and get it done. I, I, I like that aspect of it. I like that pressure, pressurized aspect of it. I don't think that everything that, that is fair in the NFL always has to involve, well, let the quarterback have a chance to do it. And <laughs> no, the hell with that. I don't like that. I'm with you. Um, you uh, and not every overtime is going to have both defenses gassed or come in a game right. where both quarterbacks exactly. have played the position maybe at the highest level and the biggest stakes that That's we've right. seen. I mean, my God, right. Josh Allen is so the real thing. It's, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and you know the Buffalo area from your playing days too. That's what I said yep. to Bill's Mafia. Right now it's dark, but there's a dawn. But my God, is there a dawn and a no sun question. and it's Josh Allen. <laughs> oh my no question. 
take care of yourself. Uh, I hope to. I, I'm. I don't have any plans to be in Disneyland, um, but uh, <laughs> I, I do hope to run into you. Certainly, Super Bowl week for sure. Absolutely, Lewis. absolutely. I hope so too, man. Thanks great, a lot for having right, me on. As anytime, always. anytime. Uh, the great Lewis Riddick, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. You should follow him on Twitter. A great follow on Twitter, um, and um, and you should check him out. Always. Okay. I, I mean, Debo. That's it. Tuck in your chain, like you said. That's it. That's it. I want to just linger on that for a minute. We'll be back um, after the commercial break to take in a little bit what he said. More of your phone calls still to come in this hour. What's more likely for championship weekend? Chris Brockman gives me a, a couple of uh, possibilities of what will happen this weekend. I choose what's more likely in TJ's top five involving championship weekend coming up. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, terrestrial radio outfit just heard from a, a Los Angelino who's saying the Rams are getting disrespected. And he's an interesting point, saying that they're not a team that barely beat Ryan Tannehill and they're not a team that limped off the field in Lambeau. And there were some limping off in the oh, field yeah. in Lambeau yeah. Field because those Winning guys hit 19, the tar out yeah. of each other in the snow. Yeah, big time. Zero degrees in snow and not somebody that, uh, team that, you know, gave up the go ahead. Score with 13 seconds to go. Crazy. <laughs> They're the team that eliminated the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. How many times can a quarterback say, I've beaten Tom Brady in the playoffs? Well, Nick Foles can say it, and Eli can say it twice. Mark Sanchez can say it. Sanchez. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're referring to? I know exactly what you're referring to. You know what you're referring to? I do. Tom Hammond. 
Tom Hammond, the great Tom Hammond broadcaster, he was the one on NBC with, I think, Theismann and Gibbs. I want you to have my cheese truck. You remember when NBC put Tom Hammond, Theismann, and Gibbs together in a playoff booth? Yeah. And Hammond kept calling him Sanchez. Sanchez. Yeah. Mark Sanchez. 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 And all of us were sitting there at NFL Network saying, have we been mispronouncing his name at, at USC and on draft day and all this time? The whole time. As, by the way, the Jets were beating the Bengals on their own. Sean yeah. Green running the ball all over oh, the Bengals yeah, yeah, that day. Yeah, S-H-O-N-N. Oh, Yes. But it was Sanchez, and I remember Sanchez. we're sitting there, and we have uh, <laughs> at NFL Network the ability to listen into what is it called the back call? Is that what it is? Oh no 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 no! Of a, of a dirty game? feed of the game. A dirty, the dirty feed of the game. Feed of the game. Where you where you where, where and and this is something you need in to know, broadcasters. All right. Yes. You're always live when you're in a booth. Yes. And you've got a headset on your head. You are literally always live. There's something yes. called the dirty feed where everybody hears during the commercial break, and it's your job to lower oh, no, the no, no, microphones no, on the, the for those guys. Beater from the old satellite days. And I learned a lot of that during games. When you say bird beater, what do you mean? Bird the bird be, being the satellite? The bird being the satellite. Now, what you do is you build in. I bring your friend. I used to protect you guys all the time on right. NFL Network because right, right. I knew we were going to multiple places. You close the mics, and then you can hear just in the truck. And that's the bird beater. And that is where a couple people get in trouble trouble. in this business. Oh, yeah. Because that's going everywhere. Well, we were hearing the conversation during the break. And at one point, we heard Theismann say, uh, Tom, is it Sanchez or Sanchez? (laughs) (laughs) Which I think was Theismann's passive-aggressive way of saying Tom. like saying it wrong. Because, you know, we've been calling him Sanchez all year. Sanchez. Dude, that's that's like a 17-year-old reference that yeah, you just busted out here. Deep. Sanchez. Sanchez. Deep reference. Sabotage the system. You say sabotage. <laughs> I say sabotage. <laughs> Look that one up for William Shatner. Yeah. Please listen to that on oh, That's on YouTube. That's definitely there. Oh, baby. <laughs> um, okay. Christopher, you ready? Hey, Rich. The championship Sunday edition. Of what's more likely. Hit it, please. Hit it. What? What's more likely? Never say never, but never. All right, Christopher. All right, first up, guys. uh, Two of the biggest big play players in the National Football League are going to be on the field, not at the same time, Sunday in Arrowhead. Who's more likely to have a 50-yard-plus touchdown? Oh, Jamar Chase, Chase or Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill. Mm. Wow. I think Jamar Chase had like six of these oh. this year. And we all saw what Tyreek Hill did. Deuces at the end of the I'm going to go. I'm going to go Tyreek Hill. I'm going to say Tyreek Hill. And then, because this is the choice you've given me, I'm going to then, at the same time, say neither Oh. And it's Kelsey who gets the 50. Oh. Kelsey. Kelsey, your favorite for first touchdown if you're in that type. Oh, is that right? Uh, Okay. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Check your work. I'm going to be right about Kelsey in one of these playoff games that I say something about him. Last year, one of my poker buddies, you, Doug Robinson, he still has not forgotten that I chose Kelsey as the MVP of last year's Super Bowl. 
prior to you know during game day morning when we say who's this year's MVP and I chose Kelsey as the Super Bowl MVP and I got so much crap from him for that sort of thing because Kelsey didn't have much of a game. Right. But it's also one of those things where the producers say, let's not double up the name. You know, one Mooch, I think, got Mahomes first. Like, thanks, Mooch. It's like a trash. <laughs> I mean, Kirk yeah, got Brady, Brady first. And I'm like, so I can't do that? You let those guys choose first? <laughs> At least I have shoulder on them on the on the promo yeah, picture. Yeah. All right. I'm, they had shoulder on me on that. Shoulder. Everybody's <laughs> fighting for shoulders. <laughs> shoulder. All right, Chris, what do you got? All right, Lewis Riddick just told you it's basically going to be a shootout in Kansas yes. City. It's basically going to be a shootout. Mm-hmm. Now these are the guys throwing Jamar Chase and Tyreek Hill the ball. Who's more likely for 350 plus yards and three oh, touchdowns? And their team wins. And their team wins. Mahomes, so, big day Mahomes. and wins. Burrow, Mahomes. Mahomes. I'll take Mahomes. I'll take Mahomes on that. I'm taking the Chiefs to win the game. You are. I am. Okay. Oh. I'm by taking like, the Chiefs to win the game. Like, uh, by you, like a touchdown. Stop with this business. Like, like, you're asking everybody. Like, when Glazer left here, you asked him what he thought about that no, sort just, of thing. You know, he's got inside. He's an insider. I so understand I'm just wondering that. If, but, like, he's been talking But they're not here for your gambling. They're not here for your gambling. Look, I'm looking for any edge I go, can get. Go Chris. find J.B. Smoove and Holly Berry if that's the thing that you want. I mean, if you were putting me out on that I knew as soon as I was talking about it. TJ's walking out right now. What, what's more likely? TJ would probably, from, from those commercials, TJ would like to find Halle Berry or Trey Wingo. What's Trey more likely? <laughs> All right. See, Cooper Manning. Okay. Uh, okay, let's go to the other game. Uh, I looked this up, guys. These numbers are dead even. So what's more likely? More 49ers sacks on Matt Stafford yes. or Stafford touchdown passes. Now, in the two games this year, it's four touchdowns for Stafford, and he's been sacked four times. I'm going to go with Stafford touchdown passes. How about them apples? Because that means Cup and Odell Beckham are involved, and I think they will be. And I like it. I'm going to go Stafford touchdown passes. Matthew Stafford, may I repeat? I've repeated this statistic. I've got another one for you. So is that also an insight in your pick in this Matthew game? Matthew Stafford <laughs> um, is only the third quarterback in playoff history with over 300 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown in a game, all right, um, in the playoffs. How about that? Brady and Rodgers are the other ones. All right. Onward. <laughs> all right. What else you got? Okay, last one on uh, on this game, and yep. then we'll finish it up here. Uh, this year... By the way, multiple games. How about that? Multiple games. Isn't that incredible? Go for it. What this else year, Cooper Cup's uh, per-game yardage prop is 15-4. and four. He has been killing it, obviously. I think he should be MVP. So what's more likely? Cooper Cup over 100 receiving yards yes. or Debo Samuel over 100 total yards? Oh, I'll take, I'll take Debo over 100 total yards. You know, let me just linger here for a moment. Um... You heard it in Lewis Riddick's voice, and I called him this earlier this week. He is the best football player in football. Oh, interesting. Now, that's when you hear that, that's kind of like calling a boxer pound for pound great. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, what do you mean by pound for pound? Like, everybody else just weighs pounds, so everyone else has pounds upon pounds. Football player, I mean, he does everything, literally everything. Now, Odell does too. Odell, could, Odell could, could run it, it too, I bet. I know. He's threw a pass in a playoff game, which is something Michael Irvin didn't even do in his career. You know, so, but he can't bring the wallop. 
Debo hits you hard. He hits you like a linebacker, and he runs over you like a linebacker, and he's a wide receiver. Or is he a running back who plays wide receiver, or is he a wide receiver who plays running back? And he can throw it too, and he can line up everywhere, and he can line up anywhere, and he can also be on special teams. He literally does it all, and um, and he's on the Niners. Aaron Donald is a guy who can do it all. Like, there's stars everywhere on the field. And you heard Lewis talk about it with a ton of man love. Um, so I'm going to take Debo here. Okay. He will definitely be utilized for sure. And that Cup is somebody you could kind of, I guess you could target on both of them. But Cup's, yeah, that, that seems like yeah, I'll just go Debo over, over Cup. On all right, last one. Last one, guys. What's more likely, Bengals win in Kansas City or the 49ers win here in Los Angeles. 49ers win here in L.A. I mean, the 49ers just won here in L.A. week 18 to gain the playoffs, and they have not looked back. Eight points. You know, the Bengals just beat Kansas City. They were home. You know, they were home. And, you know, um, the Chiefs are coming for um, Burrow, and McPherson can split the uprights all he wants. But the home team is not going to be held down like either the Bengals held down the Titans or, as the narrative is going, Tannehill held down the Titans. That ain't happening. So the field goals that you settle for in Tennessee will not not allow you to survive a nine-sack game in Kansas City. How's that sound? I like it. Well, Bengals fans won't, but that's just my analysis of it. And that's what's more likely, everybody. Hey, you're on. Hey, now. Yeah, what's more oh, likely? Hey, now. What's more likely? Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, let's go back to uh, the phone lines. Craig in New York. You're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Craig? Hey, Rich. It's an honor. Oh, thank um, you. What's going on? I see you put out a call to hear from Bengals fans. I did. On how they feel. Yes. I, I think I have an interesting uh, perspective. Okay. Being that I'm uh, from upstate New York, lifelong fan, and have zero ties to Cincinnati. Um. I would say, honestly, there aren't words, but if there were, it would be, uh, it's worth it. So hang in there. You know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, <laughs> it's worth it. And the, the it being worth it is, you know, <laughs> the Coslet uh, era and, you know, um, you know, post Sam Weich era all the way to the present day. That's the it that's worth it. That's what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, I've been uh, since uh, seven nineteen eighty eight. I've been a diehard Bengals fan, Damn unreasonable man. diehard, like to an unreasonable amount of passion. Like I could elaborate on extremes if you like, but I'm telling you, it's worth it. And uh, even if this is it, right? Uh, yeah, the only reason why this would be it, you know, and thanks for the call, brother. The only reason why this would be it, Craig, is because uh, of something. Uh, Horrible that happens to Burrow. You know, that kid's not going anywhere. And all he did, and all he did was come off the cart and look like this. It's amazing. Come on. Yeah, usually the year after your knee injury, you kind of, it takes you a year to kind of get back into the swing of things, trust in your leg, trust in your body, what it can't do. You know, you the back of your mind. Yeah. You're coming off that injury, but no. Not with this kid. And Chase is the key too, man. You could have gotten a guy to help protect him, but Chase wouldn't be such a difference maker all over the lot. 
Oh, my word. I mean, it's right there for you, Bills fans, and Joe Burrow, and congratulations. It's worth it. Damn straight, it's worth it. You made it through. You know, now you got them. Um, 844-204-RICH, number to dial more of your phone calls. TJ's Big Ass Grab Bag, a championship Sunday edition of that is coming up. The uh, great actor Stanley Tucci, hour number three, will preview all the possible Super Bowl matchups. That's our poll question at Rich Eisen Show. Which one do you want to see the most? That's all coming up still on this Friday. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio, returning us. Just sitting here wondering what Bob Costas is thinking today. We spoke to him Wednesday, and then he's just like, he wanted another bite at the overtime conversation, Apple. Um, So you want me to text him? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, I, I, just, I love like, that just Keep it simple, too. Just like, are you okay? Or, you know, or uh, haven't heard from you. You all right? Okay. You, you know? All right. Meanwhile, Rich, the poll question, as you said, uh, what will be the Super Bowl 56 matchup? Bengals Niners, Bengals Rams, Chiefs Niners, Chiefs Rams. All right. We'll check on all that uh, coming up here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, in advance of, uh, uh, of T.J. Jefferson doing his big-ass grab bag, um, uh, you know, um, you know, I'll do this later on because uh, uh, I-, I want you in a good mood. Uh, Jerry-, <laughs> Jerry Jones being asked about Sean Payton and uh, Mike McCarthy and Mike McCarthy staying and Dan Quinn's coming back, which is good news. That's good news. Yeah. Well, Dan Quinn's coming back. Mood. I don't know. Uh, but here's a championship Sunday uh, advancer edition. 
of TJ's Big Ass Grab Bag, TJ's Top 5. Hit it, Mike Del Tufo. Go for it. Hit it. You got it over there, TJ? I am. Okay, very good. didn't know we were going now, but hey, I I stay ready, Rich, so I don't have to get ready. We are going now. We are going right now. I'm sorry. Did I just audible? Yeah, you audible. Did I really? I thought thought we were planning on doing this right here. Yeah, we were. uh, Okay. Let's just do it. Let's ready. Are you ready? Guys, Omaha. Stay ready, Rich. You see these glasses on? Are you ready, Mike? DJ Mikey D. baby. I hit it for you. It's time for TJ's big ass grab bag. Take it over, TJ. You know, right? My mom literally just texted me a second ago, Rich. She goes, Did you do your thing now? I'm going to hit her up. Mom, it's right now. Like, here we go. <laughs> you hit your mom up. I'll hit up Bob Costas. <laughs> All right. It's like, a race to see who responds first. Okay. All right. Like we always do at this time. Kaboom. <laughs> Guess who stepped in the room? TJ here. Listen. Brockman, Del Tufo, Rich, we got the Divisional Championship weekend. We're all pretty excited, right? So I decided to take a look back, right, and see some of the best Divisional Championship games that I've ever, I'm sorry, Conference Championship games. No, this is, yeah, Conference Championship games, I'm sorry, that I've ever seen. And, you know, I had to make a kind of a, a cutoff point, guys. So I went from 1990 on because I pretty much can remember pretty much everything from 90 on. So let's kick it off with number five as we dig into this big ass grab bag. 1995 AFC Championship game. Pittsburgh. Three River Stadium. I was living in Pittsburgh. I was living in an apartment on Mount Washington. We had a party this day. Had about 50 people in the crib to watch this game. The Steelers were favorite. They were 11-5. and five. Chiefs snuck into the playoffs at 9-7. and seven. Everyone thought the Steelers were going to run away with this game, but they didn't. It was a tight game. The Colts. And at the very end, Rich's yeah. boy Jim Harbaugh threw a Hail Mary pass that was dropped by Aaron Bailey in the end zone, but it was like he caught it, then he dropped it, then he caught it, and he dropped there were bodies everywhere, and it was pan- it was just panic and commotion. And Aaron Bailey dropped the ball, and the Steelers went on to go to Super Bowl Thirty. Yeah, and, that was uh, the captain comeback captain days Co- of Jim yes. Harbaugh, which is why he's in the Ring of Honor in in the home of the yeah. Colts. And Jim Harbaugh, man, I, if people forget, I went back and watched some old film. Jim Harbaugh was pretty good, good at quarterback. Yes, man. He could play quarterback. <laughs> yeah, he, he was he wasn't bad. If you if you didn't know. Go to YouTube and check them out. All right, coming in at number four, we've got the 1990 NFC Championship game, which the Giants beat the Niners 15-13. to Now, San Francisco was seeking to become the first team to win three straight Super Bowls, and it looked like they were about to do it, but then Roger Craig fumbled the ball with about two and a half minutes left. Uh, Lawrence Taylor got the recovery, set up Matt Barr's fifth field goal, and uh, Leonard John- Marshall ended Joe Montana's and I'm get to that. Yeah, there, Leonard man. Marshall KO'd Joe hit. Montana with a hit. In the fourth quarter, right, the left Joe Montana broke his hand, cracked his ribs, bruised the sternum, bruised his stomach. This game was in 1990, uh, January 21st, 91. Montana didn't play again until 93. That's how bad this hit was. And um, Giants wouldn't stop the Niners from uh, becoming the first team to three-peat when it looked like they probably were going to do it. All right, at number three, we've got the 1998 NFC Championship game. Falcons 30, Vikings 27. No, Vikings were 15 and 1. Remember, they had this high powered offense. Rookie Randy Moss, 17 touchdowns that year. Uh, Cunningham, man. Yeah, at the time, they set an NFL record with uh, 556 points, if I'm not mistaken, during the season. But then Gary Anderson, who hadn't missed a field goal in two seasons. Had a chance to put the Vikings up by 10 and essentially steal the game. Missed the field goal. 
Falcons went on to win the game in overtime by a friend of the show, Morton Anderson, hitting a, a field goal. And um, oh, kind of makes you what, wonder what would have happened. This Vikings team was so exciting. Yeah. Billick Chris was the Carter, OC. Billick yeah. was the OC. And Cunningham and Carter and Moss and Robert Smith. And That's a great like feature series on NFL Network, the missing rings, the 15-1 and yeah. One Vikings. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's and that's really funny you brought that up, Chris, because the initially when I started to do this yesterday, I was trying to figure out who were the best five teams to never win the Super Bowl, yeah. but this just seemed like a better route. But man, that Vikings team was something else. Yeah. John Randall on defense. I think oh. they had the sixth ranked defense in the NFL that season too. So Falcons I think it would have been a better stomp too the next yeah. game. But too, the Falcons you know, were fourteen so. and two that season. Sure. They, they, Dan they, Reeves may yeah, rest in peace. They were great. The Giants uh, got them. And so coming in at number two, we have the two thousand six AFC Championship game. Colts thirty. Pats 34, uh, Marlon Jackson, Roman Free, as it's the call said. Uh, Brandy and Manning looked like the two best young QBs in the league at that time, but Tom had three rings. Peyton had yet to get there, and it looked like Tom was going to play for his fourth. Sure did. Down 21-3, to Colts staged an amazing comeback, yeah. and uh, they outscored uh, the Patriots 35-13, to and they secured the Sheriff his first trip to the big game. Richard Caldwell dropped a third down that I will never Yeah, forget. he did. Yep. And that was that was it. You know, I think people were kind of rooting for Peyton too cuz like I yeah. said Tom had been the 3. Yeah, I mean, it was so over. It it's was so over. I think I'm like I can't believe the over. Patriots yeah. are going back again cuz again the well, Patriots the, the Patriots made the first Super Bowl we covered, the Patriots made the second Super Bowl we covered, <laughs> the third Super Bowl was Steelers and the Seahawks and then like here comes Tom again. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember that game like Dan Klecko caught a touchdown pass, he was a lineman caught a touchdown. Yeah. That was a great game. And um, coming in at number one, to quote the great Pat Summerall, it's a deja vu all over again. San Francisco and Dallas. The established champion versus the young upstarts for the championship with a nod to the past and a look to the future. And uh, it was the first of three times that the Niners and the Cowboys would play in the conference championships. But this one I put at number one just because it was kind of like the usurping of the king, as they say in Game of Thrones, right? Cowboys kind of took that mantle, kind of took the crown from the Niners and um, mm. four takeaways for the Cowboys D Aikman threw for 322 yards Emmett ran for a buck 14 Cowboys went on the road it was foggy it was some great weather it was a little bit rainy but the Cowboys went out there and did their thing and, and it started the dynasty and uh, it's my favorite time in football. I know we haven't won a lot since then, but I was alive for this. And it was a great time. And it was fun, man. Sure. So uh, that's TJ's top five. And uh, as always, looking forward to hearing what you guys think. Again, since 1990, your favorite top five yeah. uh, conference championship games. Love it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I started going back too deep, Rich. I was thinking the 81 no, Chargers-Raiders no, 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 no. I mean, game. No, that was a great one. I think, you, but, I think you nailed it. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, those were some great moments. Yeah. That Vikings team was good. That Vikings that team was so much fun. They lost fun, to the man. Giants if that, if they didn't even score. Like in 2000? I just remember. That team I mean, was, Chris Carr, it was amazing. That team was. Oh. I think those those Colts were those the Colts that uh, they couldn't stop the run at all. And then they dropped. Is it? I think it was that Colts team that couldn't stop the run. And uh, they dropped that. That uh, who was that safety? That the safety would just hit the hell out of everybody. Oh, Bob, from, um, Bob Wright. Bob Sanders. Bob Sanders. Right. From from uh, from Iowa, and Is that they, where he they dropped him down. Yeah, I believe so. And they just dropped him down in the box, and they stopped everybody, and it stopped the bleeding. You know, that was it, man. Tony Dungy and the Colts win it against right, Lovey Smith and Rex, sexy Rexy. 
I thought for sure that, that it was going to be Brady in that play. Super Bowl up 21 to 3. Yeah. I thought it was a wrap. Yeah, wrap. Yeah, because didn't Manning have like, I didn't check. I think he had like two picks early. That was something like that. first run, boom. And the was, rain. That was Super Bowl, yeah. That, you're, we're Super not talking about Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. I know I'm going to Super Bowl. That Bears team was, they thought they had it. Yeah, Bob Sanders, man. He okay. was like and he did go to Iowa. You were well. Right. I mean, Bob Sanders was, you know, on. And I know this is kind of heresy to say, but he was on par with Paul Amalo for like yeah. for a hot minute. Oof. But his injuries just, like, just kept hurting him. Injuries. Yeah, because yeah, he, he was much he was slighter. He was five eight, but he would tear you exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah. And they that's dropped him down in the box, and it's just like, okay, that's one way to fix the run problem. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone was saying. Like, there's no way you could win a Super Bowl when you can't stop the run, and then they did. Yeah, Peyton Manning had a pick six uh, that made it 21-3. I thought that was it. I thought that was it. And I'm like, again, I cannot believe it. And I'll be honest with you, I could have very easily put that at number one. But, you know. I know. I'm going to stay true to the game. Cowboys, I got it. It's got to be a doubt. I'm going to stay true to the game. I got it. I got it. I got it. And then those Brady men, and for, you know, folks of a certain age that might be out there watching us, the Brady Manning years that were, that's right there, right there in the heart of it. Um that we're all talking about that uh, that the dawn of the Allen Mahomes years that this is the, the same, sort of right? thing like where yes Ben Ben right. against Brady well Ben against Brady was wasn't his, was it wasn't no. like Manning against Brady no. wasn't the same thing you know it's it just you know Ben nope. Ben in there's kind of like in the eighties when every year you had the Lakers and the Celtics winning every, every NBA and title the Pistons but they, came in well even before the Pistons like the Sixers got in there a few times so yeah. it went like right. Celtics. Clippers, I mean Celtics, Sixers, Six, Lakers. Sixers got in with the Lakers last night. Yeah, we did. Oh. Tore them up. Yeah, well, Brian yeah. didn't play. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, hey, you play to win the game, right? Play to win the game. But yeah, the Joe Montana, that Leonard Marshall hit, put him out for a full season. Yeah. Like, sent him, sent him off to Kansas he, City. He never played for the Niners. No, again. that was it. He went to the Chiefs after that. Boom. So, hour number three, coming up, more of your phone calls. The great actor Stanley Tucci, Chris Brockman, Sneaky Good Games, and so much more coming up. This is The Rich Eisen Show.